club change it Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents I'ma shake the globe till they feel it Why the world make me feel misguided? I can't hide it I'ma shake the globe change it Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents I'ma shake the globe till they feel it What's up everybody? This is the Misguided Podcast We intend to guide you to a better future The purpose of this podcast is to do exactly that We will dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and highlight what makes them successful, but also pinpoint mistakes they've made and how to improve them. Our goal is to make you start thinking about building generational wealth through business. I hope you enjoy, and if you do, please rate this podcast and leave a review. And now, let's get started. All right, what's up, everybody? My name is Jawan Rohan, and this is the Misguided Podcast. We intend to guide you to a better future. I'm sitting here with Arius Williams, author of Knucklehead Fred. How are you doing today, my brother? Man, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great and feeling good. It's a beautiful morning, and I'm happy to be here. It is a beautiful morning, and it's your birthday. Happy, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> thank nice. you, thank you. Of course, man. So uh, uh, you got any plans? Any plans for the birthday? Let the audience know. Yeah, man, I'm hitting up uh, Vegas with my boy. We're just going to go uh, hang out and just try to make some music for the next couple of days. Um, I've been, uh, there's been an album project brewing in my head for like years. And, you know, I want to take these few days and try to, you know, knock some stuff out. So I that's feel it. Yeah, yeah you, you need that me time, huh? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, what kind of music you, you do? Uh, I mean, it's hip hop related, but you know, kind of like hip hop singing, definitely conscious. I always like to you know have a message and a meaning behind my music. So that's kind of like my lane, um, kind of like conscious hip hop type. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. So are you, so do you rap or is it mostly just singing type stuff? I, I do both. I, okay. I rap and, you know, like rap sing. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. You, you do your own beats? I do make my own beats, um, but also use other beats as well, you know, from yeah. YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, facts, facts. That's cool, man. Um, cool. So um, let's see. How, how I was introduced to you was through uh, Antoine, um, who I still haven't released his episode yet, but it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> um, Antoine Bandelay, um, he, he, we did an episode and he he has a great story and he told me about you because I was like, I had just wrote a book, um, Money Talks, The Beginner's Guide to Investing for Kids. And um, he helped with the audio audio book and then helped getting like, like, he's so smart. He knows like where to go to do all the like publishing, all the like finding, a, uh, find a way voices. He just knows everything. Right. So he, he great, kind of, man. yeah, he helped, he helped me like put everything together and, and got it off. Um, and so thank you to that. And then he introduced me to you. Um, cause he was like, yeah, I was on his website and I was like, who the hell did knucklehead Fred? Cause it sounds dope as hell. And he was like, oh, that's my boy. Like, uh, and then I was like, oh man, that's like amazing that you can write a book and do it in a rhyme scheme. And it's like so easy for kids. Like that's how I, I comprehend, right? Like, um, I, and I studied psychology in college. So like, I know that's how you reach kids. Like I did kids specifically like child development. And so I was like, that's amazing. Like whoever thought of this idea and he was like, I could put you in contact. And I was like, bingo. <laughs> so, um, that's, 
That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Being being a musician myself, like I, I've I really I really like the idea of being able to have fun and read at the same time because reading sucks. <laughs> like to so to most people, right? right, right like right, so um, right. So like when you find ways to be creative about it, it's super cool. Uh, yeah, it really it is. Oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, let's go ahead and get into your story of where you're from. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm from here. I'm from Los Angeles, uh, born and raised. Um, uh, yeah, grew up, you know, with my parents on, on my block, which was like a, you know, kind of like Maywood in the hood. Like it was like <laughs> small town, small town feeling block, you know, very family oriented. You know, obviously we had like all the issues of the major city, but where I grew up, it was a lot of love. So um that's kind of my story. And then what's I ended the up name, What's the name of the college. city? What's the name of the city? Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Los you Angeles. grew up in Los Angeles. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you went to Berkeley? But, um, yeah, I ended up going to Berkeley for college. And um, from there, you know, um, uh, took, shoot, took on the world, man. Like, I uh, <laughs> ended up studying, studying abroad. And that was, like, a real life-changing experience for me. I went to um, Ghana for a year studied abroad in Africa and um yeah from then on I spent a lot of time in Africa and there is where I also was able to like start to develop my you know craft of writing and um you know making music as well just by feeling the vibes and the inspiration of the people out there um so Berkeley and Africa are probably like two of my huge influences because Berkeley you know at that time especially you know hip-hop was like really uh people were really on it you know and so mm -hmm. i met a lot of people i made a lot of friends and just able to really dive into my creativity and so um that's that's my story in short yeah 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 so, stuff like that so what'd you study in college i actually was a history major studied Whoa. history really yeah. <laughs> I, I rarely rarely meet history majors what uh what made you do that Man, honestly, um, you know, you go to college, you're not sure. Well, for me, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. It's just you're supposed to go to college. Your parents say, get your grades and go to college. So yeah. <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I got there. I'm like, man, I don't really know what I want to do. But I always loved history. Um, you know, my dad was a history buff. He kind of passed it on to me. And so um, those are the classes I liked. And I just stuck with it and ended up majoring in history. So that's crazy that's crazy cool, cool. um so you you major in history and you go to ghana for a year um were you able to pick places where you can go or i was yeah I was. and you were like send me to africa send me home huh <laughs> actually I, I met a friend who had just come back um uh, i had a friend just come back and he was like telling me all his stories i was like oh this sounds Cool. I mean, I had never even thought of it. I didn't even know studying abroad was a thing until yeah. I met him. And um, and I was like, I think I want to do that. Yeah. Life-changing yeah. That's crazy because, like, everyone everyone I meet who studied abroad either goes to Spain, right? Spain's, like, number one, or, like, Italy right. or something. And it's just cool to see, like, you go to, to Africa and live, like, you know, um, and just and, and really live in the culture, dive in the culture. That, that's super dope. Yeah. um cool cool so were you introduced to music before going to uh ghana and before going to berkeley like did you grow up yeah. in a house household full of music i mean i did my parents um my dad especially was a music lover like he, okay 
collected lots of records, um, played them a lot. Um, he introduced me to a lot of really dope, you know, old school artists um, growing he, up. What, NWA then, at the at the time? <laughs> no, oh, even older than that. Like, uh, at the time, I couldn't even, I couldn't really, I couldn't even listen to NWA and all that yeah. stuff when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't even, I mean, you know, you heard it here, you heard it because it was everywhere, but yeah. in terms of what I was listening to at that time as a kid, Bobby Brown, New Edition, yeah, yeah, you know all that. That's that's kind of what I was. And then I started getting into hip hop. Houdini, uh, I'm I'm older, so um, Fresh Prince was like a big one at the time. Like he yeah. didn't curse, so I could listen to that. Yeah. Um, so uh, and then I went to high school. My high school though was a music academy. Uh, I went to Hamilton okay. a Music Academy, and that high school a lot of it's just very creative. It's almost like a fame. Okay. I don't know if you remember fame. It's like an old TV show. Uh, fame was a music school. Okay. Um, and so it's kind of, uh, was like that. And so people every day, you know, uh, there was a uh, battles by the, um, by a certain tree and they were large. And yeah. so I didn't really rap at the time, uh, but I beatboxed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I would get in there and do my, like, you know, make the beat, like, beatboxing and so that was like my um my real introduction into you know hip-hop but then when I got to Berkeley I started like rapping and starting you know freestyling and writing and then you know doing Mm -hmm. that so started in high school but really started to flourish in um college in Berkeley (laughs) okay cool cool and how'd you get into uh writing how were you introduced to writing man um through you know through hip-hop but then just like wanting to you know having things on your mind uh wanting to express yourself um you know for me there was a there was a a time where I felt like I was you know surrounded by so many creative people doing their thing and I was like dang what's my thing you know like didn't Mm -hmm. really know and so but I knew I could write you know I was always good at that since I was a little kid so when um, when you when you were like writing were you very story-based and 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 like wanting to tell a story or was it just like let me write rhyme 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 right just like get things off my chest like mm. politics yeah uh, social things going on you know wasn't anything story-based at all okay not until um later <clears throat> okay cool cool yeah. and and when did that shift happen for you when did you start becoming more story-based um Later on, um, like, like my whole thing is through the vehicle of music and, and rap, really, um, wanting to get a message out and then linking up with other friends and collaborating with them. Okay. Um, I ended up doing, uh, I ended up writing a musical called The Museum of Living Art, and it was um, uh, a collaboration with me and a few friends. And this was, like, really the first time that we got together and used our music and our talents to really tell a full story and um i saw the impact that we we did like two runs here in la where we did the play like eight maybe eight times the musical and the reaction that people um gave and um the emotional connection they had to the story and the music i was like oh man this is this is dope this is something i want to continue doing um i really enjoyed it so from then on um You know, a lot of the things I've done, it wasn't like I thought, like, oh, I, I want to do this. It was just like a, a urge, you know, like yeah. a feeling. So that's kind of like where it comes from for me. <clears throat> okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, man, like for, for me, it, it was 
I've always like wanted to tell a story in 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 um in music and writing and stuff. Um, like I originally started with poetry. I don't know if it's the same for you, but but poetry was like heavy yeah. for me. Yeah, and right. being able to express your feelings and and like express your feelings and jot down like you know it, it when you when you said uh you would you would write about like politics and just what you're going at the moment that's like super like like venting like for me it's like yeah uh, you know you're not really talking to anyone right you're not talking to a therapist not talking to your friends and it's just kind of like your ideas right and you put them down on paper and it's almost as if like the paper's talking back right like only right. i feel like only writers will understand this but it's like right it's like a therapy session um and and that's and, exactly what it was yeah you don't even you don't even need to hear anything from anyone it's just like let me just get it out right um right. so yeah that's that's super that's super interesting cool yeah cool. i mean that's how it started for me like um i started with poetry before i started rapping i was just writing poems and i would never share any of it with anybody i was too shy Mm-hmm. But um, then a friend, a friend of mine, he actually pushed me on stage at this uh, poetry open mic thing, and I did my poem. I did my poem. It was horrible. I was so nervous, and I had no confidence, you know. And but that experience, I, I was super embarrassed, but I lived, you know. I was like, I lived through the embarrassment. I was like, oh, yeah, being, I can do this. Being embarrassed, ain't, being embarrassed ain't that bad. So I was mm-hmm. able to put myself out there again and again and get better, you know. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about kind of like the support uh artists get through music and the support you get through like your friends right so and what i mean by this is i want to know like was the same when you when you when your friends found out you were doing music did they support you as much as they supported you when you dropped your book knucklehead fred was there a difference (laughs) yeah there was definitely a difference i think uh the response i got from fred was is immense you know like uh people really responded positively to it they love the idea they love the artwork they love the rhyming story they love that it's geared towards kids and families so um when i started doing music it was more like really <laughs> like, like for the most part because i was such a shy and quiet quiet person always very studious and like you know um yeah just uh straight arrow and you know like oh you want to rap it's like yeah but the main reason I wanted to rap is because I wanted to um at that time I wanted to like be like a a leader like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and all of them and I was like the way that we could do that today is through music like yeah. no one listens to someone just talking anymore it was all through music and so that was my reason for wanting to do it so for my friends who didn't understand it wasn't always positive. It was more like, oh, Aries is tripping. But then I made new friends who were in the world that I was in. And mm-hmm. they encouraged me and really helped me to develop my skills, my talents, and my confidence. So yeah. friends are definitely integral in terms of um, helping push you and, and, and you know, uh, sharpen your, your your sword, you know. So my friends have definitely been why do you very think influential. Why do you think it's like that? Like, the support is like that? Because the same thing happened to me, like, when, like when I drop my book, like I'm, it's still getting love, like, and it's crazy, right? Like just how how overwhelming the love is, right? But but then like the music, it's like they look at you and they're like, wait, like Jawan, <laughs> you know, like, so, <laughs> um, and so why do you think that is? What do you? I want to dive deeper into this. I don't know, man. I think. Um... 
I don't know. I think, you know, in terms of rap, especially, like, it's a lot more edgy, you know, like, uh, I got more, uh, I like rap is on the edge of what's acceptable most of the time. And so, um, you know, people tend to put you in a box, you know, they, they feel like um, they have their ideas of who you are and what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're doing music, um, people think that music is just made for special people. Like only certain people can do it. Like you're born with this thing to do music. And if you're not born with that, then you shouldn't be doing it. And I think in terms of, you know, writing books, I think similarly, like writing a book seems really difficult. You know, like it seems like people like, oh, how'd you do that? You know, but um, when, you, when you write a book, it's like, some maybe some more acceptable uh, means of uh, communication. I really don't know, but I think maybe just the boxes people put you in and uh, more than anything. Yeah, no, nah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people think like writing a, a book is super hard, but there's um for me when I first started, it, it definitely was a lot easier and like you know there's ways you can go around it um like ghost writers right like dude like ghost or ghost writing and hip-hop is so frowned upon right but ghost writing in books is like an everyday normal thing and i'm like i never knew i never knew about that i was like oh man everyone's gonna hate hate me if i go like hire a ghost writer on fiverr and then everyone (laughs) encouraged it and i was like wait what (laughs) right right um yeah but yeah, so that, that uh-huh. cool. I'm a, uh, we're gonna stop right here. Uh, I want you to to put in some headphones so that the because uh, it's echoing on this side. Um, okay. So we're gonna take we're gonna take a small break, everyone. Uh, just stay right there, and then we'll get into Knucklehead Fred. What's up, everybody? We are back from little break. Um, cool, cool. Let's go ahead and dive into um, before we get to Knucklehead Fred. Um, I just found something out in the intermission that I kind of want to dive into. But um, yeah, Arius lived in Nigeria from 2013 to around 2016, correct? Yep. Cool, cool. And yep. so I kind of want to dive into why, what made you take that jump uh, of you and your wife moving out there? Did you already have your kids at the time? Like, that's a huge, you know, like move from the U.S., especially from two <laughs> of the biggest cities in the country. Like you lived in L.A. and, and Berkeley. Like, <laughs> yeah um i did have my kids at the time i mean everything most of the things i've done have been driven by like a passion to do something creative okay um so uh, me and my wife we had written um a story uh script about um ancient you know african culture like an ancient african mystical fantasy story is she a writer too she she writes too she does write. Um, she does write. She is a lawyer by profession, but she does write as well. She actually wrote uh, our web series, uh, Discovering ABJ, and she actually even wrote the script, the short script for um, the Ashe film as well. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, Damn. Yes. So, yeah, she is a writer. She's very uh, talented and creative uh, woman. But um, uh, it, sa- it sounds got- like she's in the back because you you were like, oh, she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she is, though. She is. She is. Nah, I'm just <laughs> uh, funny, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we ended up uh, 
I was like, yo, let's let's go to Africa. Let's go, let's go to Nigeria. Let's try to film this and you know, just have an adventure, you know, like you only live once as far as we know, and life uh is short, you know. So I'm always about, you know, let's do something different, you know, let's let's live our life, let's see what's up, let's go on an adventure. I don't know how it's gonna turn out, but hey, you know, let's do it. So my wife is actually Nigerian and she grew up uh, partially in, in Nigeria. And so we ended up uh, going uh, back there with our two kids and um, it was an amazing experience, man. We started a production company called Nappy Media and we started <laughs> making sh- short films and uh, music videos and web series. And so that's been it's one of my most difficult experiences, but also one of the most valuable experiences I've had to date. So, so how do you get to Nigeria and you're like, okay, let's find people to film this. Like I think you don't know anybody or maybe your wife had family out there who maybe knew somebody like how, how does that happen? My wife did have family out there um, uh, who will definitely supported us a lot and helped us uh, set up at the time. They, um, had a, uh, they owned an office building, which we were able to set our studio up in the office building. Um, and from there, we put out, we reached out to the Nigerian um, Actors Association, and then we put a casting call out, our casting call out for our first uh, uh, short. And man, a lot of people came because you know people out there, you know, they said America, to, they're trying to do something, you know, trying to make an impact, do something. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Uh, and and. Um, man it was it was great man we met we we were able to really um meet some really talented people out there man and um you know still to this day uh have relationships and friendships and even business that i'm doing there so yeah um it's a great That's experience cool. let's go ahead and, and, and uh well we'll get we'll get to it actually um i want to i want to move to the hella misguided segment where i ask uh the same question to each entrepreneur who comes up here and that question is if you were to write a letter to your 18 year old self what would a summary be of that letter (laughs) man the summary would be uh don't be afraid to take risks uh believe in yourself uh don't take too much advice from other people um and uh don't stop like don't pause on what you're doing no pauses keep going um so i've done that a lot and um uh keep going no matter what you know uh towards in the same direction so whatever your vision don't take any shit (laughs) yeah don't take any left turns right turns just go straight towards your vision um no matter how uh possible it seems at that moment just go straight towards it because when you make a left, you make a right. Now you now you're starting over from scratch. So um, that's what I would say. Just keep going straight towards your goal. No no detours. Nice, nice, cool, cool. All right, I think it's time we talk about Knucklehead Fred now. <laughs> um, All right, let's do so, it. So you got three. It's a three book series. Um, right. and, um we got Knucklehead Fred. We got uh, the Principles Challenge. And I don't know how to pronounce this. You want to take this one away? <laughs> <laughs> the benign bully. The benign bully. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Right. Um, <laughs> and man, whoever who did your cover art? Because this is amazing. Man, this is cat named uh, Bolaji Olaloye. He's a Nigerian dude based in Port Harcourt, Nigeria. He's an amazing anim- not animator illustrator. And uh, Antoine, you know, Antoine connected. Antoine connect. Jesus. 
He yeah. made it happen, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's crazy sick. So um, let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, just start with Knucklehead Fred. How would you even come about this, man? Man, real life inspiration, man. You know, I have two kids. And so one day we were um, out eating somewhere and they were just acting crazy and misbehaving. <laughs> and the, the, the concept came into my head. I was like, man, he like a hard head Fred. And I was yeah. like, that started out as hard it started out as hardhead Fred because I, I make a lot of nicknames. I just rhyme stuff just, yeah. just because just being silly. And I was <laughs> like, hmm. Um, I was like, huh, hardhead Fred. Huh, that sounds interesting. So I wrote, I wrote the first version of the book, probably like an hour. It was it just came really easily. Uh-huh. It was super easy. And I read it and I was like, this is cool. I was like, maybe I can make something of this. And yeah. so um I uh, at the time I had a friend who drew and so my friend drew the first concept art it was great um people loved it then um and then you know when I linked up with Antoine he, you know he, he used his skills and his connections and his way his ability to connect dots and he you know took it to another level so that was a basic inspiration just um uh, venting about being a, a parent and um what it's like uh, parenting hard-headed knuckle-headed kids and um that's so how it all started is, is the know? book more for kids or more for parents i mean really it's really both um because the first book is especially uh, it, it, it's teaches but i feel like it's also entertaining for kids as well um uh so i would say it's a family book honestly it's a family book because you know as a parent when you read books you're you you, you, you know you read your book to your your child Mm-hmm. And so it's got to be entertaining for you too, because as a kid, when I was when my kids were really little, I read them a lot of books, and there were some books I really liked a lot, like yeah. I enjoyed them, and there were other books that were like kind of boring to read, like and you don't really want to read it, you know, because yeah. it's boring to you. So yeah. Yeah. as a parent, as a it's as a writer, it's good to keep that in mind, especially for children's books that parents need to enjoy it as well, because they'll want to read it and their kids will want to hear it. So yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's facts. Okay, so you write the first one. And then when did you start like, oh, let me just write the second one and the third one. Like, <laughs> Okay, so um, and then uh, I liked it. We, we made the first book. I thought it was dope. This is before I even hooked up with Antoine, but this is just the concept art. And so, and then I was like, huh, let me write a second one. I actually wrote the second one in Nigeria. Um, and I linked up with my boy um, again, and he drew the second book. Um, we're, we're calling it concept art now because we've now updated all the art and just took it to another level. But, um, and so, yeah, I had that first and second book. And I sold a few copies of the first book, like just on my own hand to hand. Um, but then we moved to Nigeria. And so all that stopped. So those books just sat for like years, honestly, yeah. like maybe two, three years. And so when I, we moved back to the States, I still had the, those books in my brain. I was like, man, people haven't, people haven't benefited from them. They haven't, it hasn't really gotten out there. So I hit up Antoine. I was like, yo, um, how would you feel about working with me on my Knucklehead Fred books? Um, I put the games like for sure. And so just went from there. He hooked, he hooked up uh, with uh, Bolaji, and man, the rest is history. And so those first two books came, and then the third one came, and then now I have another one brewing, and I'm also working on some other stuff. Where I want to, you know, turn the series into an animated um, 
series for um, kids on television. So that's my future goals for now. So. Nice. How are you getting yeah. that that going with the animated series? How are you finding? Uh, well, right now, right now I'm still um, in the process of uh, honing the pilot script. Um, but you know, my wife she works in the entertainment industry, so we have some um, connections and people that we want to pitch it to when the time comes. So um, that's really um, part of the plan. But the plan awesome. first is just to continue write writing books and just the point where they're loved they're beloved by a lot of people and then that will help us turn it into a show so that's awesome man that would be that would be amazing that uh, i feel like a lot of people really watch this and like the title is amazing you got a patent and everything um but i i just feel like like yeah it's amazing man uh, great, great job. I need to, I need to read it. I, I, I'll read it to my son and stuff. So I need to purchase, um, purchase this. I see it's on Amazon and stuff. Yeah. Five stars, 62 ratings. Okay. Okay. My brother, <laughs> let's get it. Oh, man, That first one, man, people, people love it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think they're all good. I like, I like all of them, but, um, the first one is like, people really love that one and a lot of kids they, they tell me they love the third one as well like oh, really? people are like different ones honestly people like different ones but a lot of kids like that third one um the third one deals with um bullying like not really like that's why it's called the benign bully because he um kind of bullies a friend unintentionally just kind of okay. you know, he makes fun of somebody like mm-hmm. you know ah, but he does it in a way to where the kid is really embarrassed and so you know, now they have to reconcile. And so they use like a restorative justice circle, which is something I got from my teaching. I, I've, I've been a teacher for the past three, four years. So um, uh, we use a lot of RJ circles. And so that, well, it's a way to like get your feelings out and kind of, um, you know, heal when trust has been broken. So I put that in that third one. So Man, when I look at the books, man, I, I look at the artwork, it's like, that's why I want to make it into a television show. So I'm like, I see the artwork and it's like jumping out at me, like, please animate me. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so. no, for real. <laughs> and, you know, like, um, I didn't even know how big your book is. I'm looking at like the review photos and stuff. Like, it's huge. It's a huge hard co- uh, hardcover, which is, is, is dope. You know what I mean? Like, there's a photo of a mom reading to her two kids and like the book is like taking up the whole couch (laughs) and it's like it's great marketing too like you know what I mean but um that's amazing man uh cool cool so so you got so you got the animation uh on the way um I I hope that goes well for you brother um that, that would be super dope um let's see let's see I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at your digital media. I kind of want to talk about that digital media. We kind of brushed over, so they're probably like, "What the hell is he talking about?" All these short films and stuff. So, how did you get started with digital media first, and then we can talk about your short film and discovering ABJ. How did I get started, man? I don't know, man. It's just like. Or like I like to explore life. I like to explore different forms of creativity. And a lot of it is just me trying to figure out what am I good at? You know, like, what am I good at? And so I started uh, 
I lived in New York for a while as well, like maybe a year. One year I lived in New York and um, I started, I had gotten a camera and I just started interviewing people on the streets. And from then on, when I came back to LA, um, I started dabbling and like, you know, putting together, oh, when I started doing music, I started making my own music videos. That's what it was. <laughs> and so, and so, so me and friends, we would connect and make music videos. And so um, just, just that love for creating. And then um, when we uh, went to Nigeria, so the, the web series, I actually did all the cinematography on that web series, which I'm really proud of it. It's not perfect, but it's really good. The, ser- the, the story is great. Um, you know, my, I did the editing. I did the, I did everything. I did the editing. I did the uh, cinematography and I did the sound. On, on Discovering ABJ? ABJ. What? Yeah, my I, wife wrote it. She wrote the script and directed it. And that's crazy. Did everything else. Yeah. Are the actors, you hired the actors? Yeah, we hired all those actors. Yeah. yeah. Damn. That's crazy. How many, uh, how many episodes are there? Eight. I believe it's eight episodes. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. What shit. Okay. So what made you and your wife write this story? And what is the story about for people listening? We talking about Ashe or discovering ABJ? Uh, let's do discovering ABJ. Okay, so um, discovering ABJ came after we did Ashe, and we were like, because our whole goal for Ashe was to it was a concept trailer to try to pitch it for a television show, mm-hmm. um, in, a, in the vein of like Game of Thrones. And so after we did uh, the after we did Ashe, it's kind of like a lull. We weren't doing anything, and so. We're like let's do something like let's make something else and so my wife came up with this idea and she wrote the script like all eight episodes and we ended up shooting it uh, we wanted to do something that was just easy to do we didn't need like a billion dollars like because in our, our in our mind for our shade it was like a hundred million dollar like mm-hmm. <laughs> thing you know but we didn't we didn't have that you know yeah. we didn't have that money so we're like let's do something like that we can do on our own and so we just ended up uh putting it together and going for it. And so um, we we built a set, like she has an apartment. It looks like it's a real apartment, but it's just a room in her office that we turned into <laughs> her apartment. Yeah. And we just use all our resources and our people, man, and all the support we had out there in Nigeria just to do what we could. You know, that's like the new thing nowadays is, right? You hear it from comedians um, who pitch their stuff to Netflix um, is that they'll, you know, it used to be, hey, I need Netflix money to do the 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 uh, comedian show. Like, I need you guys to pay for it up front. Now it's the comedians are are doing their own stuff in their own cities, filming it, hiring everything, and then going down to Netflix and sitting down at the table saying, hey, this is what I think this is worth. What can you give right. me? Right. And that's kind of like almost what you were doing, because you're like, oh, you know, this could be a a hundred million dollar movie, but let's work on our budget. Let's get it out there first. Let's get like a little trailer that we can go and sit down and pitch it to someone. Hey, you have the money to make this look a lot better. What can you do? You know what I mean? Right. So um, that that's interesting, I, and I, I like to to preach that to to everyone listening, especially all the artists and and people in this industry wanting to have those sit down meetings with people. Do the work right. first, right? Do the legwork first. Show that you are invested in it. Don't just go with a just a blank paper and say, "Hey, you know, I have this thought," <laughs> right? Um, right. Because, yeah, because it's not going to happen, in ter- especially the way, what I've learned in terms of what I've learned from the entertainment industry is like, 
you need to make something first, whether it's a book, graphic novel, um, short, you know, whatever, because they almost never make stuff just based on your idea like exactly. today. Um, uh, which is the benefit of the era that we live in because we have so much access to social media, first of all, and the internet, but secondly, digital media equipment from your iPhone to black magic cameras and reds, which make you look like you have a million dollars, you know, yeah. to all the color correction stuff you have right at the, your fingertips. You have everything now. Like, so there's really no reason, like we don't really need, if you're dedicated enough, you could really make a dope feature that's amazing with just all the resources that you have available. So, yeah. Uh, that's one of the benefits of it. You live great. No, facts, facts. Cool, man. Well, this is, I mean, it's, that's amazing, man. And I, I really hope you get on TV one day. All right. I'm, I, I, I'm a model too, so you could cast me. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Hey, man, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it happen, man. Like I said, I learned from the past. So it's like, yeah. it's like you got to be, you got to focus, you got to focus your energy and just focus your energy and not do, not say not have other jobs, but like focus your energy on what it is you want to do and keep going at that. So yeah. We're going to make it happen one way or another. <laughs> there you go. Love yeah. the attitude and love the spirit. Cool, cool. Um, well, we're going to wrap up pretty soon. I have a few more questions before we do. Um, I want to know what other ways are you building generational wealth? Um, I mean, obviously, you know, this is so underlooked, but a book is generational wealth. You putting your name on a book and it, you know, be being out there, right, on Amazon, in the world, and floating around the world, touching kids, right? Like, I mean, we just talked about a 62 five-star reviews. There's moms reading it to their kids. That book, those kids will remember. So that right there is building generational wealth, just being right. an artist. Um, are right. there other ways? Are you invested in real estate, stocks, uh, 401ks? What you got, man? All right. So, yeah, I do want to speak real quick to what you just said. I mean, that intellectual property mm -hmm. is really generational wealth, especially book form. And people really underestimate it. People want to jump to movies and all this stuff first, but really books last a long time and people make movies based on books. So you right. never know like what your book can turn into. And that can bring hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. in the future, literally. And one of, um, one of the, yeah. a quick thing, one of the, uh, the, the main books that always pops up on this episode is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Literally every episode, someone's like, that is what made me start my entrepreneurial journey. So right there, that's intellectual property. That's generational wealth because that book was written years ago, years ago. And still people right. of all generations right. are coming up talking about that book. So yeah, amazing. Impacted me for sure. Facts. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, we just, me and my wife, we just bought a house. Um, it's our first. Um, hey, congrats. Home. So, how was that process? So, that kind of introduced. Oh, man, it was really great, honestly. Really? Um, That's good. It went well. Yeah. I mean, we had a really great real estate agent and um, found a nice house in LA, which is no small thing. I mean, in terms of like, you know, you know how the real estate market is um, in the area that we wanted to buy. And so, that process taught us that, oh, we could do this real estate thing. So we're kind of like um, thinking about, you know, 
other property, you know, other properties eventually, as, you know, as we fix up our house here and, you know, duplexes and stuff like that. Um, we also, I also do play around in stocks a little bit, nothing major. Um, I use cash and just whatever extra money I have, I, you know, play around with the e, EFTs, ETFs, ETFs, um, right. But I think um, in terms of us outside of creativity, um, definitely real estate, both um, residential and commercial properties is probably things we, we want to do in the future as, you know, as time goes, because it is, um, you know, I, I've experienced this where you make a lot of money and then you uh, look Blow back it. and you're like, <laughs> where'd it go? Yeah. You're like, where did all that go? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's gone. So, <laughs> so yeah. learning from the past, it's like, let's do things that where, where when we stop working we're still straight you know we're still we still got money coming in and real estate for us seems like the most fun really because it's fun like taking something that's broken down and putting it back up into something that's beautiful so yeah i think that's probably the next step for us cool cool well let me know when you want to buy a house man i'm a realtor i got you Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, no, yeah, real estate, real estate is definitely like the number one wealth builder. Um, so yeah, definitely that should be in your future plan. Do you do you uh, work like what, what uh, like a nine to five? What, what do you do? I don't even think we got to that. Well, I've been a teacher for the past three years. I taught seventh grade science. Um, but this year I'm um, taking a year off to focus primarily on uh, my creativity, my writing uh, books and scripts. Um, so and doing some music as well. So but yeah, I've been a teacher by you know, trade for the past three, four years. So that's okay. my job. That's cool. 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 All right. All right. Um, let's see. We got anything else? What are some books and podcasts that you're listening to? If you're listening or reading any. Um, right now I'm reading, what's it called? The Fifth Season um, by uh, N.K. Jemison. It's a fantasy novel. Um, okay. It's really dope. It's kind of dark, kind of dark, but it's really good. I'm also reading TJ and the Arishas right now. Um, okay. I almost don't read all. I listen to all, I listen to all my books. I listen um, to all, too. I TJ and the Arishas. yeah. Right. <laughs> just, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's bad or good. It's just what it is. It's the best way that I can. It's, it's the now, new world right? because we're doing so many things, uh, right? We we got kids, like we're or like right. it's just so hard to sit down and read and like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. If I'm listening, I can be washing dishes. Yeah, I can exactly. Be doing whatever. You know? Exactly. Um. So um, TJ and the Arishas. Uh, right now, I'm also listening to a lot of Sad Guru. He's like um. Indian mystic guru type guy. So I'm listening to his books. I'm, I'm honestly a voracious listener of books. I listen yeah. to a lot of books. So there's a lot of books that I'm uh, reading. Um, but right now my two main are uh, The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemison and Antoine's um, TJ and the Reaches. So okay. that's my main two right now. <clears throat> cool, yeah. cool. Um, all right, all right, my brother. Well, this has been amazing. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time on your birthday. I know you probably want to head to Vegas already in that hot weather. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, no, my um, the way I like to wrap up the, the episode is with a segment called Guided Conclusions, where I ask a question we haven't talked about previously to this recording. Um, it could be funny, serious, or heartbreaking. I'm not going to break a heart today. Um, today's <laughs> question is funny. Um, and the question is, would you rather give up beverages except water water 
or anything that was cooked in the oven for the rest of your life? Mm, yeah. Dang, I like I actually like water a lot. I drink. I a do lot too. Of water, so but for the rest of your <laughs> life, though, <laughs> <a> easy one. <laughs> I mean, but give up anything that was cooked? Nah, I'm, no, I'm take only in the oven though. I, I, so I guess you gotta. I guess you gotta like barbecue. Only in the oven. Yeah, like how much do you cook in the mm, oven? Okay. You know. Right. That's that's true. So that means no pies or nothing though, right? No, no cakes. No, no yeah, no cookies. Uh, ooh, ooh, I love cookies. Ooh. Okay, yeah, I can. I, I, hmm, dang. Yeah, you know what? I think I think I take water. I take water. You take water? Oh, yeah, it's easy one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. For sure, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good things cooked in the oven. Like I love peach cobbler. I love right. Well, I, yeah, there's a lot. I could I could definitely yeah. survive like eating like barbecue or something. Yeah, no, and, no problem. You still got the stovetop, so you could right. but uh I guess okay. you can still bake, you can still kind of bake some stuff on the stovetop as well if you wanted to. Yeah, you, you gotta know? be creative. You, you gotta be creative. <laughs> right. For right. sure. <laughs> hey, well, I appreciate you coming up here, uh Arius, man. Go ahead and drop your social media for everyone to uh follow. Yeah, you can find me on IG at Arius Stottle. Um, A-R-I-A-S-T-O-T-L-E or ariastottle.com or knuckleheadfred.com. All those things take you to the same place. Hey, yeah. And dope website and dope name, Ariastottle. That's that's dope. Uh, so. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, man. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you coming up here today, my brother. I hope you have a wonderful birthday and uh, stay in touch. Definitely, man. Thank you, man. And thanks for having me, bro. Of course. Well, you guys heard it here. This is the Misguided Podcast. We intend to guide you to a better future. My name is Juwan. Again, I'm sitting here with Arius Williams, author of Knucklehead Friend. Thank you. Let's go. South Central, home of the war zone, where the great dogs roam. Where we ain't promised nothing but jail, bullet wounds, and tombstones. Heavy man for himself in this concrete jungle, jungle. Only the strong survive and the weak perish and crumble, yeah. Niggas' pockets hurting, work day and night in them draw spots. In the kitchen with the razors, where the water boiling hot. Blood plus grip plus wrong sign equals a shootout. Then the glass pop, then the block smoking like a motherfucking new in the projects, watch a lot of niggas, seen a lot of niggas moved out Me and mom sat back dreaming of a big ass new house Then it's back to reality, smokers out back getting so high Watching niggas kill for a salary, watch a lot of great niggas die Code of the streets, never ever talk to the motherfucking police If you do better, have a bulletproof vest, better got your mouthpiece Yeah, I don't really care what a nigga may say about me I'ma let you speak dollars into my pockets, watch Increase. Look at you, came from ground zero to the top Made something from nothing on that project block Switch your hustle, no more working at those spots Middle finger to cops, tell them that we legal now Yes, we legal now, do it for our people now Finally, we eating now, make sure our baby stay full We made nothing out of something, man, we on our way to the top Make sure our baby stay full Make sure I better stay full Yeah, I got time, but I'm still on the block Like a nigga never left Still on the grind all the time Gotta get mine doing what's best Yeah, I came up, but I never changed up On my niggas, no sir Let bygones be bygones Let it burn like a shut No shut up I'm willing myself in a bit six-fold 
rims poking Three roll motion, my lungs full of that herb My niggas still on the curb, posted up like jokies at a liquor store For all my niggas that died in the war, yeah, dawg, let the liquor poke Just so watch, baby, real shit is all I know Live life to the fullest, never know when a nigga gotta go That's how it is out here, dawg, really can't show no fear I never seen a man cry till a man dies, then you see them tears Rest in peace, me, me, your grandson still looking handsome Still gotta keep cannons, cause them haters out there still can't stand us She said I got power, all I gotta do is grab hold to my pen Yeah, I love you to my last breath, grandma, till we meet again Look at you, came from ground zero to the top Made something from nothing on that project black Switch your hustle, no more working at those spots Middle finger to cops, tell them that we legal now Yes, we legal now, do it for our people now Finally, we eating now, make sure our base stay full She's like a train with no brakes, who gon' stop us? Make sure our belly stay full, make sure our belly stay full let me get it, let me breathe only for a minute Speak for a minute, put my two cent in it for a second Let them get a view of my mind Backpack tuck with a nine, went to school with it Didn't play with it, didn't tell nobody it was mine It was my weapon, had it for protection I didn't blink, not for a second Didn't put my heart and soul to a reverend They a hypocrite anyway, rather put my foot faith in gosh Had to stay on my grind, something like when I was something Had to maintain my function, back against the wall they frontin', play the background like a movie extra Extra activities, no remedy for the crime going on Same old song, betcha Couldn't make it out here if you wasn't, wasn't that strong Not mentally, but physically Had to get my psychology on Mama said I gotta come home, but I didn't stay out real late My excuse was how we gon' eat if it's no food on the plate Now wait, think back, yeah, yeah, nigga far, far back Came from the bottom to the tip top now tell me how you love that Look at you, came from ground zero to the top Made something from nothing on that project block Switch your hustle, no more working at those spots Middle finger to cops, tell them that we legal now Yes, we legal now, do it for our people now Finally, we eating now, make sure our baby stay full We ain't stopping, so we at the top of the food chain Make sure our baby stay full Make sure I better stay for